Hello and welcome to PMI's Uncommon Sense podcast, tools to improve your work forever. I'm Susanna Clark, Managing Partner with PMI, the Performance Improvement Consulting and Training Firm. Our Uncommon Sense podcast is a 15-minute conversation with our expert consultants. They talk a lot of common sense, although much of it is not common practice. And that's what this podcast is all about. We want you to be inspired to improve your business through learning more about the tools which can help you succeed and grow. And I'm joined today by Damien Alvinson, who is going to talk today about the utilisation measure. First of all, can you start off by explaining this to me? Give me an introduction to it. Sure. So it's a, it's a KPI, I guess you said. It's a metric that I've come across in many, many consulting interventions I've had with clients. Uh, and it's typically a measure of how much work got done right. versus how much work should have got done, usually based on things like how much capacity did we have. So the classic one is, you know, you've got two people in yesterday and they were here for eight hours each. So did they do 16 hours worth of work? Uh, and then you divide one by the other, you get a percentage. Okay. And then organizations often stick a target on there as well to say, in other words, when people are in work, they should be working, right? That's, that's the underlying assumption, I guess, as to what they're trying to measure. So what is it about that measure that's made you want to talk more about it? So it's, it's an issue when these organizations are saying things like, we want to become a lean business, right? Which most organizations do. They say, we want to be lean without maybe really understanding what what lean is at one of its core principles. And that's the principle of flow. And it even took me many years to appreciate this despite doing lean stuff. So there's loads and loads of tools and techniques wrapped around lean, some very sophisticated philosophies about uh, different techniques and so on. But in essence, the ultimate goal of lean or to have a lean business, whatever your business does, whether it's a manufacturing organization, a service-based uh, transactional type organization, is to achieve a condition of flow, which is where the work moves through from one step to the next step to the next step without being interrupted, um, whilst at the same time ensuring that we're maximizing value, you know, we're not introducing process waste. Mm-hmm. So... The utilization measure then becomes counter to that objective. So yeah, that's why I wanted to talk about it and, and sort of just maybe shine a bit more of a light onto that because it's a, it's a challenge I've run into on more than one occasion with different businesses. Right. So shine that light, David. Tell us what's going on here and what should be going on. Okay. So uh, sometimes to enable flow, we have to look at the, the will differently. So we have to start to think about things like rates, uh, customer demand rates. Um, we do need to know how long activities take. Um, we measure that with something called cycle time. And then we can do things like what we call balancing the work and so on. We can put in allowances for variation, which is always a very sensible thing to do. So if a job takes five hours to complete, in terms of its standard time value, you would not want to give someone five hours worth of work to do if that's what the average throughput rate calculated to be, because on average, they're only going to achieve that on average 50% of the time, right? Because it's an average. 
So you, you, you create a bit of a gap. In other words, you create a gap where you don't plan for people to be doing any work. You get these little windows. So then you can imagine what that does to the utilization measure to causes it to go down. Yes. Right. Cause we're, we're intentionally not forcing people to have to get on with work. So there's kind of the first clue. And the other problem with the utilization measure, it's not so much the measure itself, cause it's okay. It's an, it's an efficiency based measure. It's, it's obviously looking at, are people able to do work when they're on the clock, let's say. So I can understand why finance would be interested in that kind of metric, uh, how that would directly relates to the bottom line. So it's, it's understandable why businesses have it. It's a problem when it starts to influence the daily decision-making on how the work should be done. That's where I have my reservations with it because it forces this idea that if whoever is in that day has to be working on something. What if the customer's not demanded anything? Mm. Then we shouldn't be working on anything. And if we are, Lean would say, well, that's waste. You're creating now inventory. You're creating things that have no order, you know. So in a simplistic sense, that's waste. I know there are other situations where that could be okay. So the utilization measure drives this idea of just get on and do something. So go and work on that job over there that's not needed for the next three weeks because we need you to be booked on a job, so to speak, mm. to make the number look healthy. One of the clients I work with, they, their utilization uh, percentage had to be above 97% or something, I think, every day. So that, and the effects that had on their decision-making actually gave them a very unlean process. So there's the irony in it. It's a measure that's related to costs. And overall, it actually causes the business to miss out on the opportunity to maximize revenue. So it does the opposite in truth of what it's kind of there to do. So explain that, because I think that's in particular very interesting, because I can imagine people listening to this saying, well, surely if we're paying people 100% of the time, why aren't they working 100% of the time? And what's, what on earth would be wrong with measuring that? So explain the bit they're missing out. I'll do it by describing uh, loosely a case study mm -hmm. of a client I helped. So I was in a business as a change manager, as an interim manager, they had a series of process steps and the work was failing to meet the demand rates and that utilization measure was there. It was driving the way in which the people were allocated work. And what they hadn't done is they'd never studied their process and balanced the line as we call it. So there were bottlenecks. There were processes within this overall series of sequential steps. Some were slower than others. And this utilization measure was forcing work into the line. You know, so even when the previous jobs had got held up somewhere, the, the, the people that worked in the early part were just told to get on and do the next job. You know, even though the next process already has three there waiting, give them another one because you only have the skills to do step one. So you're going to have to work on something. Mm -hmm. So whilst their utilization measures look fantastic, they always 97% or higher, their lead time which is the time it takes to satisfy an order from start to finish was horrendous. For them, it was averaging, I think it was 150 days on average. And they were losing work. They were losing potential contracts from customers that said, you're always late to us. And we've gotten so fed up with it. We're now taking our work out. So and these were multi-million pound contracts. These weren't just kind of um, small things. And so we fixed this by 
studying the process. We did some line balancing work, which actually cost us nothing to do. And then we only released the work into the line at this average customer demand rate, which is something we call tact in lead. And the effects this had on their lead time, their lead times reduced by 50%. They came down from 150 days on average down to 75. Wow. The customers were delighted. Uh, the orders started flooding in, the multi-million pound orders. The only thing that suffered was the utilization measure because the utilization measure dropped down to something like it was in the 70s to 80s. Okay. And I remember a conversation with one of their very senior managers that said to me, he said something along the lines of, I thought you were the improvement guy. So what do you mean by that? He says, well, I thought you were supposed to make things better, not worse. And why would you tell us to slow down the rate at which we start work? And the answer to that was because that was the right thing to do. But it's this different mindset that Lean kind of brings in. And once they saw the real numbers, which was mm. the multi-million pound contracts arriving in their, in their entries, it, it massively helped to silence the critics of the utilization measure. But I can imagine it must take quite a struggle because almost mathematically that doesn't make sense, does it? Mathematically that our lead time goes in you know, halves, but our utilization drops over 25%. Do you mean it's uncommon sense, Suze? Is that what you That'd mean? That'd be uncommon <laughs> sense for you. <laughs> That's why I chose you to talk about because you're absolutely right. It doesn't seem intuitive, does it? It kind of mm. seems like, and, and these, as I often find in both Lean and Six Sigma, there are hundreds of things that actually kind of, they're not common sense. They, they, we yeah. have, they're not intuitive. And it's always quite a surprise. Yeah. So I know I absolutely sign on to that. It doesn't seem right, does it? Uh, it's the same as the sometimes a sign of a highly efficient process is that people should be stood around with nothing to do. There's another mm. one for you. You go, what? How does that make sense? How does that even work? But it does. It's been demonstrated and proven many times. Damien, thank you very much for making the link to Uncommon Sense today. That was truly wonderfully set up. Fascinating topic. Huge amount in here. And I know we are literally only scratching the surface of it. Sure. Damien, thank you for joining me today. Thank you all. Pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find more episodes of our Uncommon Sense Tools to Improve Your Work Forever in our Knowledge Hub on our website or, of course, your favourite podcast platform. And do subscribe so you never miss an episode. Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode where you'll find links to more content on this topic, which includes webinar recordings, toolbox guides, blogs and infographics and our training page. You can always drop us a line on team at pmi.co.uk and arrange a time to have a call to talk about how these tools can help you in your organization. We'd really love to hear from you.